the lending rate now is one one seven five to Bank yeah. of Canada rate. Yeah, they, they, they want to bring it down to one one point two five or one percent. Yeah. So it'll be just exactly like 2016-17. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Steve Zonaro and Hussein Gambanning Eats Me East Meets West yep. podcast here in Kleinberg. And uh, we have a few topics today. We're gonna to be talking about bank rates that, that they're starting to fluctuate in a lower yeah. uh, in a lower form, which is awesome for buyers right now. And uh, also a little bit about good mindset. You went on vacation, yep. did you do some meditation. Did meditation or, or just passing out. <laughs> yeah. A bit of both, I guess. So yeah, I mean it was nice to take a break. Uh, yeah, nice to take a break, come back, charge up. And, uh, you know, always when I go away or whatever, it uh, gives me a lot of time to kind of reflect on how to move forward and what I want to do. You look yeah. more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I am a lot more relaxed. Yeah. You get to like unwind without having uh, too much uh, noise in the background. So, yeah, yeah so that was cool. Um, while I was away, uh, we had a couple of uh, difficulties, on, not difficulties, but delays that came up with some of the listings that we've already have signed. Sure. So, like, we had some delays, whereas, you know, people are not, uh, you know, couldn't get the house ready on time. We actually had a, one client, really, really nice guy. Um, he kind of almost got confused and pulled a plug on wanting to list in the summer market. Um, really nice property, just did a bunch of renovations to it uh, in order to put it on the market. Uh, he gives me a call last week, late last week, and just says, you know what, I, I actually don't want to, I, I don't think I want to go in the summer anymore. I think I'll wait until the fall mm. for the fall market to pick up. So, you know, for me, it's kind of like a, like, I, I obviously prefer it for the property to go in in the summertime, especially what this property is. Yeah. It's more like a, a family type property. Yeah. And there are families that still probably haven't bought uh, something for the start of school. And they're flexible in order to close before school starts. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like a property like this is like four bedrooms, two and a half or three and a half washrooms, um, really nicely done in a, in a family subdivision. I would say it would have been beneficial to us to have that property up on the market first week of July or second week of yeah. July, just so, you know, we could probably sell it in the next 30 days and if somebody yeah. needed to close in 30 and days. And a similar situation just happened. Really? The weekend. Exact same. Come on. Yeah, yeah exact okay. same. Yeah, so, so I mean, like that was kind of uh, yeah, yeah. A, a bit of a setback. And then we have another townhouse that will come up uh, with just uh, renos and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Joanna, who actually works with me, she's had some uh, success. She, she's been working with a buyer with like a kind of like a, a lower end budget. Uh, so they found a, a great property in Oshawa. So they're conditional right. on that. Uh, and then we have a property in Oshawa that we've been kind of playing around with prices. Uh, we ended up in a multiple offer. We didn't reach the seller's targets. Uh, been in communication with the, the buyer's agent still. So this is like one of the deals that you were describing yeah. that three you know, maybe doesn't happen right away, <laughs> but then you got to kind of yeah. uh, keep working at it in order for one it to month, come two through. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, we have that. I have, a, I have a listing in Ajax right now. We got an offer on it. And we were like very close together, I would say, but in order to put yeah. this deal together. And, and not to knock the agent on the other side or, or anything else like that, like he's trying his best as well, but like I know that he's not full time into it and he's got his own uh, other gig going on during the day or whatever else. So it's like, I, I feel like we should have been able to put this deal together, but we weren't able to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like where we were after the last week, but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, same here. We, we had a good week. We're still closing transactions, which is good. I had a few setbacks. So, like, so I measured yesterday, like our, our deals on the board. So, 30, yeah. 32 deals awesome. today, single effort myself. Right. Awesome. So, that's cool. And that's pure sales, no leases or anything Amazing. like that. Yeah. So, that works well. 
That's amazing. We're mid yeah. mid year target for me, yeah. right? Uh, it's going to keep the gas going. Um, and then over the weekend, a few setbacks, right? So we had one of these deals. You know, I have the, the my one of my clients is a bank, and we yes. get foreclosed properties. Well, we have one in Blue Mountain, so we, we listed at three ninety nine. We get into some sort of bidding war, right? But nice. I have an agent out there working uh, diligently yeah. on it, yeah, because it's just too far for me, right, to be there in the day to day. But ultimately, so we get into bidding war, and uh, it's a faithful ask four hundred k. We get it done, and now the banks. What happens with the banks is that. The, our original Rio agreement, they shred it to pieces because they don't want to take any responsibility. Why? Because they've never lived there. Yeah. It's almost like I just sold my rental property. I, I don't right. know what was going on yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's as where it is, right? Yeah. You're buying the house. You had it inspected, like do your due diligence. I, so, I, yeah. I don't live there. I can't yeah, tell you yeah, if there's yeah. any latent or patent defects with the property. So uh, anyway, so we sent, sent so we accepted the price, the closing date, which is great. And then we, we sent back the offer and we crossed out all the, the necessary clauses. So, so I'll just yeah. so, so people that don't actually understand, but that deal, like uh, when a deal happens with the bank or, or when you're purchasing like a property normally, the Aurea documents of purchase and sale agreement yeah. is like five pages. A lot yes. of it is pre-filled, Pre -printed, uh, written clauses. by lawyers yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Kind of uh, takes care of both buyer and seller's yeah. interest and protects yeah. both of them yeah. within that. Yeah. But when a bank goes to sell it, they basically go through and cross everything yeah, they, they, out they of the apart. Yeah. It's almost like, like you should just get a whole new agreement exactly. in place, right? Because yeah. they have their schedule B, C, and D. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you see that with banks, like they have their own purchase and sale agreement. That they I think that's with. that's fast. Yeah. But but also, so I explained it to the to the buy, to the buyer's agent. I said. You know, this is normal business. Anytime you dealt with a bank, this is what it is. We, yeah. we do, you know, so many of these a year, and this is just the process. Yeah, either I'm on the buying side or the listing side. Yeah. So this is normal business. I said, you you do your due diligence, you get your lawyer to look at the title, and away you go. And she responded that, oh, my lawyer's in the Caribbean, so find another lawyer. Yeah. But she's good. No, she's not. If she's drinking, yeah. she's drinking cervezas and not looking at yeah, your and bloody contract, yeah. and your clients are going to lose a great deal because of you know their negligence because they're on vacation. They should have somebody uh, on the ground here working for them, right? Yeah. And uh, she let it die. I'm like, wow, like, are you kidding? Like such a good deal. But you know, that was that. And then I was talking about the one, uh, you said one of your listings on Plot. Yeah. Um, did you stage it and do everything? Did you... We didn't get that far. Okay, that so was happening it. this week. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we had, we had a, a listing and uh, you know, th three weeks of preparation in the sense that we met with the clients multiple times with the show value, compete against other agents, yeah. get the listing. But this is a three week period, right? So it's, it's extensive time, time, money, energy, really invested. Yeah. Then we get on the market, you know, you, you, uh, you stage it or you get the stager in to do a console, sure. you get your uh, photographer in, you do your HDR, all the videos, you get your instant, your, your social media team to start running ads, building ads, this is all money, right? Print five, five to ten thousand flyers, just listed postcards, yeah. right? You get your brochures done. Uh, what else are we doing there? Uh, you know, and, and there's some other odds and ends. Plus my assistant's time, just sure, sitting there working on the file. Yeah. So I, I would say I'm probably into for over two k, not yeah. counting my like hourly sure. rate of five to six hundred bucks an hour. So. Um, yeah, and uh, so we listed it, and uh, like, you know, we don't want to sell anymore. We just uh, we're not finding anything that we like. But guys, the whole plan was sell first, you yeah. sell, and then you're gonna buy. Yeah. Because you know, ultimately, you, you can't afford to carry two properties. Yeah. So if if you, the whole point is to get on the market right now. In in that area, there's zero inventory. That's that's nice. They have a pretty decent house. Yeah. And um, it would have sold. Would have sold well, right? So we would have sold that well. Then ultimately, had time to to buy something. And, and they also had an option to live with uh, parents in the, the meantime right. if yeah. they didn't find anything, right? Yeah. So it's not like they were we're gonna rush them out of the house. So. Um, yeah, I got that call. It's just like, yeah, we're not gonna sell or we're just gonna pull the plug. 
but it's there's a lot of collateral damage for yeah. us, right? You know, I, yeah. I wish you would have told me this before, like you know, but you can't, you know, having you know do all this work and all this effort in three days and you unplug it. Especially we had seven showings lined yeah. up, seven eight showings lined up for the weekend. That's crazy. It would have sold. You you know, but that's just but that's one of the the things. And, and then how do you kind of uh, mitigate your risk? So I, like you know, I'm. You know, I, we try. We, we, and this is a family I've dealt with for 10 years yeah. and, I, and I haven't made a uh, um, source of income out of them since 2012, but you know, yeah. I invest in them every year in the whole thing sure. and, and also leasing their lease. I do it for free because they've done it with me in 2011. So you imagine I haven't charged them anything since 2012 and you know, to go through this right now, to me, it's, it's, it's almost being like, you know, chewed up and spit out. Like it's a little bit of, a, of abuse on my end. Yeah. So because it's just, what do you do? Do you, set, do you have a separate agreement in place where they sign saying that, if they do unplug or don't give me the opportunity to sell, do they pay? You know the, this, you know all the stuff that's been invested in the property. See, I don't want to. I don't want to go down that road. I want to have trust up front. I mean, this is what it is, right? It's not like I'm not forcing. It wasn't like a three day decision where it was turnaround. It was three weeks. We had enough time yeah. to. If if you didn't feel that, you should. You know, it could have been unplugged prior. Which yeah. I, I don't. You know, I don't care. But now yeah. it's just like I'm gonna write the money off. But but then but yeah. that's what gets you starting to think about these things, right? Uh, and, and maybe in another situation you might not go so heavy on the on the gas on on moving. But you know the way we are. We, so, so we so go, I go, sent go. an email as soon as we listened. Like these are the next things happen. It's like yeah. a, a paragraph this long of all the steps, right? Yeah. So it's it's like Elisa will my assistant will just like boom take it on and that's her job like all yeah. day is just to hit all the points that we have to, to yeah. market the property, right? So it's just we're going full throttle, like literally right to the end. So. Yeah. And uh, what do you do, right? So uh, I, I, I said, well, why don't you guys help me out? At least pay for half it. Yeah. You know, we're half in, half out, you want to sell? No. Um, how about we sign an agreement, at least when you list, even if it's five years from now, that at least I'm gonna have this list and I can recoup the cost currently, right? Because what happens is even if they paid half the expenses, they can take the video tour, yeah. They have they relist with another agent in three to five years, whatever it is, they got, you know, they got a nice yeah, video it's already source, done. Or maybe cool. six months or whatever they want. Maybe yeah. uh no, I don't. I don't think we've we've done anything to change their mind. Like on on our services, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. they just had. A, a I, I think block. they just had a change of heart at this point. Yeah. yeah, but it was you know it's it's just a way to do it too. When it's too nonchalant, like there's like when people don't think there's any collateral damage. Yeah, there, like there's yeah. a huge huge yeah. ripple effect, right? Like I, I, maybe I'm, I'm, you know, over, yeah. I'm, I'm bitching too much about it. No, but, but ultimately, yeah, sometimes think, people don't understand what goes behind it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how much time and effort yeah. actually goes yeah. into uh, putting together something like that. Yeah. I mean, like over the course of three weeks, you may have not been like, you know, forty hours a week on that same yeah. thing, but like, you know, every week there's ten or twelve hours dedicated to it. No, but it's, we only had three days in the market. Okay. Yeah, but three weeks prior. Yeah, to, but that's to, what I'm saying. To, to like all the stuff. Yeah, like just all, to get it. So yeah. you know, to get it in all the initial meeting at the office, another meeting for a listing presentation. Then it was another meeting for something else because of the landscape. And then it was another meeting for the photographer. You're like these are yeah, sure. if you if you if you've ever calculated your time yeah. for income, we're about five to six hundred bucks an hour. Yeah. Not just, you know whatever that's, it is what it is. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's what the what value is. So if you want to you yeah. know divide your time for for your income, so. Um, so think about it. If you're yeah. spending five, six hours, yeah, it adds up. Six, it adds up three thousand dollars. Yeah, you could be making somewhere else, right? Or, or at least applying your time to a, a another, something else that could client. Yeah. 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 yeah, So just yeah, it, it's what are you gonna do? But Is hey, you know, you, you never know. Like, but but at the same time, I think we get better at like kind of gauging the client too. And sometimes you have a relationship. Ten year like relationship. Yeah, but uh, but like, let, put it this way, bro. There there was one uh, one person that was like on my. Uh, 
uh, like constantly asking me to come in almost every year to like give them a listing and like they were gonna like yeah. yeah they were gonna do this thing like I it goes back to like 2016 I met with them in 16 17 uh, no 16 18 and this year 19 uh, and then so uh, last year when I met with him he's just like oh who's your stager this and that and whatever so I gave him all the information and then he ends up calling the stager uh, yeah he ends up calling the stager to try to go get a price and this and that like it fact check whatever I said and which is fine or whatever else but then he starts like talking with the stager like he doesn't he doesn't talk to anybody and whatever else like that asking for other realtor suggestions well I'm like basically I got a call back and it's just like hey this person is like you know calling and checking and checking out things that you were saying and whatever else which is fine but we get to a point where he needs to sell his property now because he has a new construction that's going to close sure. so I go in and see him and then he's asking me to like uh, you know, stage and do this and this and this. And, and what I basically did was I said, okay, that's great. Um, there are portions of it that I'm willing to work with you on, but I said, you got to pay for it up front or like pay for half of it up front. Yeah. And I think that like, and honestly, what I was trying to do is, is that where he wants to price the property yeah. uh, and then the, the features of the property, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not like a hundred percent ideal. And then plus when you get a feeling off of somebody yeah. uh, that doesn't sit with you well or whatever else like that, to be honest, I was like putting up almost every obstacle for this person wanted to not work with me. Yeah. Uh, and then ultimately he just kind of like succumbed to everything I've said. And then he's just like verbally on the phone. Yeah. Okay, fine. Like I'm good with everything yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I let it sit with him for like a day or two before I, I even sent him anything. And as I was going to start to send him like, you know, listing documents to sign off on, he sends me a message and he's like, well, you know, I don't feel comfortable about paying for, you know, staging up front or whatever it was. Uh, so I'm going to work with somebody else. I'm like, that's great. You yeah, know, you're, you're I, one of the I, I, I feel like I yeah, just dodged. Like grenade. Yeah. I, the I grenade just, had to pin out and it was just waiting for the Yeah. For the clip. So, <laughs> so sometimes when we go through these experiences, yeah. uh, I, I think we start to realize that like I, I told my stager, it was like, the same feeling I got last year when I was about to like do this big listing uh, in Pickering or whatever else. Like the moment the stager showed up on the day to do it, like the interaction I had with the seller, I, my gut told me everything in the world to just yeah, tell these yeah, guys yeah. to just turn the truck around yeah. and like, let's just yeah. call it off right yeah. now. Uh, and I should have listened to my gut and this was the same thing. So I put up so many obstacles against this that- And you created, okay, so, so <laughs> going back to my situation, you, you get a 10 year relationship, yeah. 10 year tender. That's a lot of time, sure. especially when you do everything for free. Yeah. Kind of shows your character as, as a realtor that I'm not here just for the money, I'm here for the relationship. Of course. Naturally, I'm here to do a good job, right? Yeah. And, um, but when it's time to make money, we're going to make money. That's just the, the, the point. But if yeah. we can do things for free, we're going to do it. We're not going to charge every minute like yeah. a lawyer would on an email or sure. a text message, whatever they're charging, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, even this, like three weeks, like there's a three week gap. It's huge. Like there's there's no reason even like how do you like I'm looking at it like I can't even I'm really good at assessing people. You know the way I am. Yeah. I can assess. I can scan and move on quickly. Yeah. But, but this is this episode. So you're now. like yeah. You're I don't like... know if it's summer months and I got too much sun, but. I was, it just but uh, it happens, man. Like, yeah, no, I, listen, it's a part of, it's part yeah. of business, right? Yeah. It's just, it just, um, I just, uh, I don't know, like, you know, in the future, what do you do with that? I think, you know, even after the, even for the client's portion, a portion of it, I said, listen, just, just make me feel good. Like, you know, I'm into a 2K, you're not going to pay a dime. Set some agreement up with me. You know, the services are there. You're happy with everything. Set some agreement in with me that I'm going to get this list in the future. It could be one year from now, three years from now, five years from now. Would you sign that? If I if I if had you, absolutely you, no reason other than I just didn't feel comfortable because yeah. there was no other home yeah. on the market that I wanted, yeah, 
Yeah. If there was nothing else wrong, then why yeah. not? No, there's nothing else wrong. Everything was everything was. If there's nothing else yeah. wrong, then why? Everything not? was uh, hunky dory. Everything was fantastic. Yeah. 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 Pictures yeah. came out. Everything came out like pristine. Yeah. We made the property like the we even well, put the graphics sure, design. Like, yeah. As long as everything was. No, no, everything was on the up and up. There was like no reason. I would see why not. Yeah, because, yeah. because the listing suspended. They can't listen with anybody yeah. else for ninety days, yeah. regardless. Yeah. Plus, there's a holdover period. But the ninety days for sure, they can't do anything. Yeah. So. Um, it's just, I don't know, I think I would have signed that. It's, it's like almost like you hired, oh, yeah. hired a contractor to come to your house, sure. they dig it, you're doing a deck, they dig it all out, you're yeah. like, you know what, I'm gonna, I don't wanna do wood, I'll do the, con- sure. I'll do concrete, so I don't need your services, but how much do I wait for the dig out? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah you gotta that, be This is all the trucks, the bins, the guys, the time, it's like two, three grand, no problem. Here, mm-hmm. I apologize, yeah. but, you know, I had a change of heart, but this is, you compensate for yeah, the work. Have to. Yeah, I think that's but, but, but see, like, uh, so, so, like, I mean, if we're going to talk about business strategies and stuff like that, I found myself in these situations once in a while. So, so, really, my thing is this, like, especially when it comes to staging now, my, my thing really is, is that, like, staging is something that I can, as a, as a realtor or somebody that's going to help you position your property to market it correctly, uh, staging is something I can, I can put you with the, uh, in touch with the right people. But by the client making that investment, it only enhances the value of their property. No matter what, I can sell their property. I can sell it staged, unstaged. Yeah, yeah. It, to, to me, it doesn't matter. But what I'm there to do is I'm there to consult you and say, hey, like, look, I think that if you bring in the stager, which I'll pay for the consultation, and take some of their ideas. And if you're willing to work with them, you can try to enhance the property value for yourself. So if you're gonna enhance the property value for yourself and net yourself an extra five, 10, 15, $20,000, I feel like they should be putting that so, investment so in. So that's, and that's a great way of thinking. Yeah. But at the end, agents will go in there and do it for 1% stage of all property. So it's like, what are you competing but, against? But, but then, but I've seen that happen too. Uh, I've, course, I've definitely yeah. seen it happen, yeah. but that's not a long-term business model uh, for, for an agent. But then we know that it, for sure, yeah. but it's not a long-term thing, but you also run into people that want the service. Like, so there are people that are yeah. willing to pay for the service and they want the service. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Uh, and they've had experiences with like these 1% people that, but even, free even, even large, large companies, let's say in my area, there's a few really, you know, big teams or whatever like that. Like they go and do all that stuff. Right? Yeah. They'll charge a little, commit, like, let's say one and a half points. Right. And then they'll do like a full stage out, right? Yeah. It's just part of it. And they have a, a you know, massive brand and the whole thing. See, uh, my, my business philosophy has changed with that, right? And, yeah. and I understand that there are teams and things that will do that. At the end of the day, and, and I'm just purely speculating yeah. at this point, just based on numbers of how I run my business, sure. right? Um, the bottom line of it is is not worth it. So the my idea of it is is that I rather hey stick to my forty or fifty transactions or whatever something that maybe I can contain myself or whatever else like that and be more profitable on my bottom line versus uh, maybe doing one hundred and fifty or two hundred transactions and being basically the same as my bottom line. What was the point of actually taking that on? I, I think the only difference is that I, I influence you. Yeah, of course, of course. But 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 what's 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 the yeah? Because you're the team man. Yeah. No, but but then of course, like so, going from vacation again, and it, you just started things straight yeah. about it. But then what what's what's the variable? The variable between uh you know continuing to have yeah. the same bottom line at forty or fifty transactions, or having the same bottom line at doing one hundred and fifty transactions. The difference between the two is ego. So, so listen to this, I and say. I always say this, you know, they give us these massive Remax awards, yeah. 30 pound weight, paperweights is called. 
Then congratulations, Steve, you did well. But guys, it's what my accountant tells me yeah. of well I did because this means nothing. It's all top line. Because I see people in, in you know not in our company exactly sure. like our, our West, but other other Remax brands sure. or other companies that are doing a million plus commissions. Yeah. But they're they're netting maybe two hundred k. So, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so what's the purpose of that? But that's it's, I so, agree with you. I get it. It's, it's this grand exposure. You look amazing. You got you know you you got this and massive you, brand exposure. And, and if that's but what if somebody wants, that's that's cool. Boy. If if you so the only way to multiply that naturally is, is to always look at your bottom line, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Invest to get it large, but the bottom line has to like what you're, are you doing your your, your your net profit has to uh, you know be a correlation to what you're putting out there but dude it just so, comes down to what are you doing it for are you yeah. doing it for the exposure or are you doing it to run a profitable uh, maximize your bottom problem line? was with real estate and yeah. real estate agents in general is that they have they're not business people yeah they don't know how to run their taxes they don't know how to pay their taxes they don't know how to put money aside they don't know how to invest yeah like uh, not, to, not to mention when they're investing in, in particular listings like we had this conversation. If you're gonna have a ten thousand dollar commission and your yeah. photography is gonna cost fifteen hundred bucks, it's there's 15, something wrong. It's fifteen <laughs> percent yeah, of your gross there. profit. Yeah, it's not. It's not. You can't do that. Yeah. It's not. You, in, at the end of the month, so then you got fifty percent going to because we're in a high tax bracket. Fifty percent going to the government, right? So now you're down to five k. Then there's you know all, all the other stuff. Then, what do you get? You're left with a thousand dollars. If fifteen hundred bucks. If after Remax yeah. takes their fees, like what do you yeah, have after, So you're left with what? Fifteen hundred? Maybe. So you're left at fifteen percent. No. And so, then was that worth it? Like I don't know. No. So, you so, got, you so got I got think it. the decision process. And, that, and that's what my old coach, Mike Ferry, used to always say. Yeah. It's the, the they're the worst. They're they're not business mentality. Yeah. People run these things just. There's a lot of money coming in and they just run it like crazy. It's not like really sat, you know, you sit down and strategically plan for it, yeah. budget for everything. It's just basically get it and just throw it. Yeah. Get it and throw it. And what was the point? But but like, look, and, and not to knock anybody that wants to go out with uh, gang clusters no, or big teams or anything else like that, I'm good on them. I, I, I just come to a realization that I don't want to make all this noise and make all of this noise and end up at the same bottom line. There, there's a Caribbean saying, um, a guy, a guy, guy told me, goes, the, the empty barrels are always the loudest. Yeah, 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 yeah. You bang them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? There's nothing yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no substance, no money. They're loud, I guess. So it's uh, the amplifier. It's a quiet guy that comes around. Like I go eat at the, you know those, those restaurants here in Clyford. Yeah. They sat next to another guy. He's you know built big builder in town. That's yeah. like three five hundred million dollar guy right yeah. there, just chilling out. Yeah, not making noise. Yeah, leaving his tips are like in quarters. It's the greatest. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. You want to shift gears? Yeah. Let's do it. Got, uh, I think we covered our business and a little bit of mindset right there, right? Eh? Yeah, it's a bunch of stuff there. Uh, um, and also risk mitigation. Yeah. So maybe we flip over to the interest rates. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so there was a, an article uh, we ended up seeing that basically said that uh, economists were saying that in Bank of Canada was going to cut rates in October and then twice after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that with the lending rate now is one one seven five, the Bank yeah. of Canada rate. Yeah, Bank of Canada. If you want to bring it down to one one point two five or one percent. Yeah. So it'd be just exactly like twenty sixteen seventeen. Yeah. 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 Um, but with that, uh, we were even looking at the current rates and stuff like that. So yeah. so what was it? The fixed rate you could get as low as two seventy nine. Well, two five three was was that. Some uh, yeah, two five three was like uh, like two seven something yeah. was Duca, and then yeah. there was a two five five or two 
two six yeah. that was uh, the big banks are all just shot just under three. three. Yeah, yeah. two nine. I think he was two nine seven and then yeah. two nine nine for yeah. savings. So yeah. Basically, which if your mortgage broker can buy down the rate further, probably two ninety or yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so with the major bank, uh, you're at that. But the interesting thing that we even saw was is that the uh, fixed rates were offered a little bit lower. Yes, yes, yes. Than uh, variable rates. rates. Yeah, variable was two point nine, around two point nine. Yeah. So it only tells you one thing variable. what they're trying to do, right? Lock you into a fix, and then yeah. the variable is going to go down much lower. Yeah. So. So the mentality is basically like, hey, why would yeah. you go with a variable right now? Fix is a guarantee. It it's still yeah. a low rate. Yeah. Lock it in. Yeah. Remember, I was making this decision uh, about yeah, my yeah, mortgage yeah. as yeah. well, and yeah. I was just thinking to myself, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Because I had a, a two-year mortgage, and I'm really yeah. glad right now that I. I went with that uh, variable. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have done it. It's yeah. good for you, good on you. Well, I, I just yeah. like, because like the first time I ever bought real estate when I was 21, I got screwed with a 5% interest rate. And then uh, after that, when I was 24, I bought that second condo. I sold the first one, I bought the second one, and I got stuck at 5.4%. And wow. then the rates just kept coming down and down and down. And when you look at historically, historically over a long period of time, people have always done better on variable. Yeah. Yeah. So they've always done better on variable. It just gets scary. Hey, man. But like, uh, it's it's uh, what we were talking about before too, like risk mitigation, right? Like, what's going on in the economy? Like, yeah. and and how long are you actually hedging your bets? You're hedging your bets three to five years, right? So yeah. I I think I signed a three year fixed rate or yeah. a three sorry a three year variable. You know, I never done a variable. No, I think man. I did it on a few rentals, yeah. but never personal's always been locked. Yeah. Yeah. I like that rates. I like it sitting. I like to know the payment. Yeah, I don't like. I don't but like the payment will stay the same. The they will just uh, plus and minus it out of the oh, principal and the uh, interest. Um, that's what mine does. Yeah. Yeah, man. It just it so yeah. Whatever it is, it just kind of it makes the adjustment. The payment stays the same. I think, but but when we went that had that spike, the variable right now, like you know uh, where the spike in interest rates, these guys are paying more out of pocket. It depends on, I guess, how you. Yeah, because it said there was no more interest. There was yeah. no more principal left, so it, it, they had to go somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it depends on how it's structured and whatever. So I know the way that mine is set up. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, usually it yeah, subtracts it, it, it and adds yeah, together. Yeah, I think it was it was it was tacked on to some of the mortgages. I there was just, nothing left. There was nothing left in the principal. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, so they just you know starts adding on top. That's the only thing. Yeah, yeah. No, for me, always family home was was a locked in rate. I like to see the rate, and uh, away you go. Yeah, I, I don't I, think I would have saved much money. Look, I locked in last year or, or um, in twenty seventeen at two five nine percent five year fix. Yeah, but that's really good. Yeah, I would have actually if two I went into a var- yeah if I went into a variable, would have got, it would have got killed. Yeah, yeah. No, that's actually a really good. Rate. Amazing. Yeah, yeah it was no, the only way to rate. I mean, you're still not beating it. Yeah, you're still beating it now. Yeah, 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 you're still yeah. beating it right now. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I think overall what's going to end up happening is is that of course it's going to hope hopefully help. More people get into the housing market yeah. at that point too, right? Well, I see now a surge in the market. Like I, was, I just, you know, I report every week on, on yeah. inventory. So I reported this week 19,500 units. And yeah. the week before we're at 2120, yeah. 2150. So we went down a couple But I think hundred. this is what we're going to start to see though. I, I think we're going to see, we're going to shut down this inventory. Yeah. yeah. It, my feeling is, is that July, August, we're not going to see as many listings come onto the market, yeah. right? And, and then and that inventory is just going to get chewed up. So we might have hit our height already. I think we did. I thought we were going to hit about 22 to 23,000. I, I, I think we're, um, I, I don't know. We'll no. see. We'll see what happens. My opinion is, is that we're going to probably see it chew down. I think maybe, yeah, we'll see it stay 18, at 17. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we start off uh, after Labor Day, like at the, after the first week of Labor Day, that's when we'll start to pick up uh, again with listings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I think that we'll probably start to chew these chew these guys down. Of course, more will come up and whatever else yeah. like that. If I was to guess, if I was to guess, I'd tell you like, you know, I think we'll probably be around like 17, 17, five. Going into the yeah. fall? Yeah. I don't know. This is weird for me. I'd have to like, I'm gonna have to watch this and see what happens. Yeah. We should have been higher by now. We're into July. Yeah, we should have higher inventory, which is good for every it, sellers, right? Yeah, it's good for the sellers. And and, and, yeah. that, and that comes back again to circling, not to the harp on it anymore, but it's just like, you know, the it's two not, listings yeah, between us that got kind of uh, delayed or, yeah. or whatnot. It's just yeah. like, this is all evidence that yeah. this should be happening now. There's always that rule of thumb, you go in the market when there's low inventory. So yeah. really, you, you, there's no best time. You just, yeah. you look at the market, less inventory, you're going to be the best thing, best show in town listed. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, funny thing. But anyway, it's all good. We wouldn't lose. No, it's part of part of real estate, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What else? Is, so that's pretty much it. Yeah. So I saw this is going back to so saw surge in in uh, yeah. even bidding more is like incredible. There, there, yeah. there are some that are still happening. Yeah. So uh, like I mean even when we put that high price point uh, property down a bit in Oshawa, like you know we've definitely right got multiple Bangor. offers. Yeah, you've got multiple offers. Uh, I see people still doing it in and around Pickering. Uh, you know if that particular pocket is tied on inventory. There are some pockets that are super tight on inventory right now, and they're definitely getting uh, at asking or above asking price. Yeah, like there was another one in a pocket that we have a listing in right now. You know, they listed it at six ninety nine. They got seven forty eight for the property. Uh, my wow. expectation was that they're going to get seven fifty to yeah, 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 yeah. seven seventy four, yeah. right? But like, yeah. uh, they were just just at that I would say the minimum threshold. There's another one that even came onto the market after that. That's a little bit more expensive. I looked at the listing. It was like seven eighty nine. I was like. It's kind of high, it, but for me, man, like uh, <laughs> so, ten days, ten days, twelve days into it, it's sold conditionally. So, yeah. so we'll see. What okay, happens. so fair enough. All is well. Okay, so people are selling higher. Appraisals. Be careful. Appraisals is a very yeah. It's a it's an iffy thing. Like so, even people are selling for much more. Don't think you're gonna close. So I, I just I we just sold a house here in. in Did you have a recent appraisal issue? Well, it's it's but it's but the problem is is data right now because we we sold in a new area where the builder unloaded like a shitload of inventory yeah. that that buyers the buyers originally couldn't the original buyers that bought couldn't it couldn't close it. Yeah. so these guys had ten listing one shot and then banged them out all. everything is super low like yeah. those are the best deals in town yeah yeah so they have one sale it's probably about forty k less than what we paid for ours yeah but but okay so fair enough right but that same house. Let's say in new, in the the newer parts here, it's about sixty to seventy thousand dollars more, right? Yeah. What we pay, at least fifty to sixty k more than what we pay. Plus, the builder right now is releasing the, another phase. They're starting like a four bedroom. It's starting at uh, nine eighty plus all the things are at a million bucks. But so we're at ninety g's less. But this is this is yeah. a little bit different. This goes back to the same conversations we were having about uh, new builds and people not being able to close. And the builders that need to move this inventory are going to yeah, move this inventory. Bring, bring the price up. But yeah. I'm saying for the appraiser's sake, understand yeah. what happened here. And then yeah. look at the current value. Because when you got semi details. They don't care. At, at that point, they don't care though. Because this they, is a recent sale now. They have to. But you can't just bank it on one. you got to look at the whole market. Uh, of course, you've yeah. got to average When you've got, got semi-detached selling 10000 uh, below what we paid for a full detach in a beautiful area, a beautiful house. Everything's done to the nines. Like it's 10G spread. On, on a house that's a semi-detached with a laneway park in the back compared to a beautiful, like I'm talking like 
amazing curb appeal, well built, brand new house, never lived in. Like they can't, you can't look at you, that. You can't look at it that yeah. way. For sure. So, so I spoke to the appraiser yesterday. I said, but why am I even talking to you, the appraiser? Like this is, you know, it's got to go directly to the bank. And then, you know, that, that, that guy should have no influence on this. But this is this and this. I go, you don't even know the street, I said. You, the street you're comparing, the one that just sold, number one, the, the builder blew it out. Like really fire sale. And that's like fronting onto uh, like a laneway commercial, I said. You can't compare it to like art. Like, you, just, you just there from the but, but, but you know what's the, yeah. like, and, and again, but, I'm just saying, so this, but this is what I got right now. Yeah. So let's just say now, now someone's selling uh, a house that goes with the multiples. Let's say actually near the, the house that just came off the market now, the, the, the sellers pulled the plug, sold for 1140 okay? Yeah. Anything, before that, that thing sold right at the same night I had to do my listing presentation. So all my statistics have already come from, you know, the last three, three, three to six months. And everything was indicating like, no, the high thing was 980, 1040, 1050, 1060. The highest. Yeah. This sells for 1140. Yeah. What's going to happen on closing? They're, they're going to obviously have an issue. So, so, issue. so, bidding more. Yeah. Way financing. But, but see, the thing is that, like, I can Roughly. see issues. I can see issues with that. Like, I would personally say it's okay. Like, say, in the example that I gave you, like, uh, where they listed at 699, they sold for 748. My expectation was 750, but you had, 770. You had, but you had sales. But, uh, but see, yeah, yeah, I can prove it. But when yeah. you're going above like that, unless you have the dough to back it up, uh, when done. the appraisal comes you're in low, then yeah. that's that's on you. Yeah. And, and, and it's the same thing that we were talking about of people bought new construction two, three years ago that are closing on these properties right now. Like, uh, you know, unless you bought a condo in downtown, unfortunately, you, you, yeah. you're, you're basically screwed. Yeah. yeah it's, it's gone down tremendously, yeah. right? Downtown condos, man. I just can't help but to gravitate to want to be a fan of them, man. <laughs> like a client of mine, I sold one through just before the market it. came down, man, on yeah. Portland. Like freaking nice, it's a nice street unit, bro. bro. Nice unit too. I think we yeah. sold it seven ninety. I was just messaging back and forth. Seven ninety. Seven ninety. This thing is like peaking like nine and a half right now. Wow. Come on, dude. Yeah, that's a good location. Come on. Near what? King Come West. On, dude. Is that King West? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, really it's nice. not condos in Vaughn. No, no. <laughs> sorry, no, no, like, like those. When I get these emails to buy here on on Jane and Seven, I'm like, it's a no, thank you. Um, unless you're like donating them at a donation wow. rate. If you're gonna be the end user, it's different, right? Hey, yeah. listen, unless they're yeah. like, yeah. unless you can kind of see the value. Like, think about it, dude. If you get, if there. you listen, no, even as an investment, dude. If you get an email from there that says you buy a one plus one here for like three fifty. Uh, I, I think that's a slam dunk. Yeah. At 500? No, thank you. No. Yeah, not at five. Then you could go buy some nice town yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. 800 a foot, 900 a foot's a lot of money right now. Yeah. Oh. Cool. That's it, buddy. Ready to sign off? Yes, sir. Yeah, let's do it. It's very good. You want to sign, you want to, you want to hit it up? Yeah. The <laughs> same. All right, guys. This was a East Meets West podcast with my buddy Steve Zonardo. I'm Hussein Kabani. Hope you guys have an awesome week. Awesome, guys. Have a good one. Ciao.